The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by Sean Zarillo, Charlie Disturco, and Anthony DeBundo. Today's episode, MLB long shots. Significant plus money on every pick in this episode coming your way. Could, could be a variety of things you'll hear. MVP long shot, rookie of the year long shot, category leaders, homers, RBI, runs scored. You get the drift. That's what's coming up on this episode. A couple of housekeeping items. You may have heard our season-long player props episode. That is going to be out for release. You can find that at Payoff Pitch. Also coming your way Wednesday for Thursday slate. Yes, opening day Thursday. Our full opening day betting preview coming out Wednesday with Zerillo and DeBundo. And then also uh, the, the big news, not to bury the lead, but we are very excited to share that payoff pitch. Last year, we were with you Tuesdays and Fridays regularly throughout the season. Well, for 2023, three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday throughout the entire season. You'll hear from these three guys, BJ Cunningham will also hop in. Others will join. It's a long summer. We have plenty of baseball folks at Action Network. So we're excited to have payoff pitch for three times a week with uh, regular coverage of the slates. So we look forward to that. We will do this how we did our player props episode. Very similar. We will go through long shots in a draft format. And then we'll uh, come back around the other side with the, the snake format. So Charlie DeSterco will get back-to-back picks. So will Zarillo and DeBundo's just camped out right there in the middle. So he's got consistency in his uh, in his draft approach. Zarillo, get us started. Your first long shot play you want to give out for 2023. Favorite long shot play for 2023, Bubba Thompson, the Rangers center fielder to lead the league in steals at 50 to one. Bubba Thompson last year, Stole 67 bags on 70 attempts. 
between AAA and the major leagues, which is insane. Obviously, new rules this year. We're going to see stolen bases go up on average a little bit by about, I don't know, 10 steals for the league leader, potentially, for the, you know, the average player, uh, maybe eight. So there's a top tier of base stealers that includes Autoboy Romantasy, John Birdie, 0.08 steals per plate attempt. That's how I would project them out. The next tier below, Asteria Ruiz, Bubba Thompson, Dylan Moore, all at 0.07. The thing is that 0.07 tier with Thompson and Moore is 50 to 1 and 80 to 1, where that 0.08 tier with Monesey and Birdie and Ruiz, they are basically the favorites between 7 to 1 and 12 to 1. So the price discrepancy, given their relative skill level, is massive. It all basically comes down to playing time. And Thompson has a starting job to begin the year until more and more of a utility guy. Uh, same with Birdie, who led the league last year. Mondesi gets hurt every year. And Ruiz, who Anthony talked about a bunch on our player props episode is locked into a full-time job too, but 70 to one versus 50 to one on two guys. I have projected six steals apart between Ruiz and Thompson for the same number of seals as a production or as a function of average playing time. Easy, easy, easy bet on Bubba Thompson here at 50 to one all comes down to how often he plays. So may still get a bunch of at bats as a pinch runner, et cetera, off the bench. But if he gets 500 plate appearances, Bubba Thompson is going to be your steals later this year. I feel pretty confident in staying that. I think his speed, steel ability, absolutely elite. This just comes down to playing time. All right. Anyone anyone have thoughts on that one? Bubba Thompson? You guys you guys buying the, the, the Bubba hype? I think Leody Tavares is hurt, right? Uh, I believe he is, which is why Bubba is starting the season. But I mean that that just gives him an opportunity to basically exactly. secure more playing time for himself. So opportunity is everything when it comes to betting player props, when it comes to fantasy baseball. And right now, Bubba Thompson is the guy with the opportunity. DeBundo, first long shot you'd like to give out for 2023. Yeah, I'm going to go Ronald Acuna, National League MVP. Can still find 10 to 1 out there. It's been one of my favorite player prop slash futures of the entire season. I just think Acuna is being discounted here. We know what his ceiling is. We've seen that he's played at an MVP level in the past, and he had a really tough year and a half. I mean, he tore his ACL uh, in the middle of the, of the summer, missed the World Series run uh, in 2021, second half of that season. I think he rushed back a little bit to start the 2022 season, came back about a month in. He was stealing bases pretty quickly, so that shows you that he's not worried about the athleticism loss that could come from a, a, a massive knee injury like that. But uh, his ground ball rate went way up last year. It was a career high by a wide margin. He finished with a w, uh, 114 WRC plus, which was uh, considerably worse than projected. And this year, uh, I'm not sure that there's anybody that has his combination of power and speed in the National League. I'm a little worried about Soto with his athleticism loss, his injuries that have been piling up a little bit. I know Sean is long Soto, and of course Soto's the favorite, but I think it's much closer between him and Acuna at the top of this list uh, because Acuna will steal way more bases. I'm not sure we're going to get any bases out of Soto and I'm worried about Soto's defense. So Acuna uh, should be better. He doesn't have to play center. He's playing right exclusively. I also like that uh, he, he talked about it. I mean, he spent a lot of the second half of the season saying that, you know, he was playing through some, some discomfort that his knee wasn't quite right. Uh, he didn't get the full off season to rehab. Now he will. Uh, and so I think it's going to be a big season for Acuna. His 
Max EV numbers have been incredible in spring training, back to what we expect. Uh, and so I'm I'm all in on the Acuna train. I love the Braves, and I think Acuna, his improved production will help replace Swanson and, and why they're still the class of the NL East as well. 46 games in 2020, of course, abbreviated season, the pandemic season, 82 games in 2021, and then reached 119 last year. So there's a little momentum uh, carrying over. It was an all-star in 2021. Of course, that injury was oh, right. The injury in 21 was on the, the back half of the season, right? And they he missed the run of the play. Yeah, uh, it was July. It was right around the all-star break. Actually, I think it was the week before. The sounds right. Yeah, because he played 82 games. So it sounds... Yeah. Right at the halfway mark or just above it. On to Charlie DeSterco, long shot for 2023. Yes, it seems like everybody is on this team year over year. And this time I'm going to be on the Los Angeles Angels bandwagon, 50 to 1 to win the World Series. I mean, if 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 you get a healthy Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, this lineup is playoff worthy and then from there that 50 to 1 number shrunk all the way down so i think it's worth taking a long shot on this team logan ohop is going to be uh playing and he's a top 50 prospect and the angels are adding you know brandon jury hunter renfro to the lineup from the offseason so i like how this offense is shaping up you'd expect anthony rendon to be slightly improved from last year and then when you look at the pitching side of things shohei otani is obviously incredible Patrick Sandoval is improving year over year, made strides last year. I think he's going to be great this season. And Reed Detmers should only improve having top of the rotation stuff. You figure they have enough arms to get it done. Will their bullpen be successful? That's the biggest question mark, I think, of this team. But I'm buying them at their ceiling, which is a playoff contender. So at 50 to 1, I just think this number is too long. So Angels are my first pick. And for my second... Yes, I know. I talked about this at the last pod too with you. Um, I, I just think I just think that you. I also took them to make the playoffs plus two hundred. I think this is the year to buy on them. You're assuming you get a Mike. You get a healthy Mike Trout and Shohei. Uh, who knows? And Christian Javier, Cy Young, twenty eight to one is my next long shot. I think Zerlo's on this. I believe Devondo's also on this as well. Just about everybody at Action Network is on. Christian Javier to win the Cy Young. Similar to Javier Sandy is this year's Alcantara is what I'm gathering. Yes, yes. Last year's Sandy is this year's Javier. You look at how he did in the playoffs, how he performed. 12 and two-thirds of one-run ball, 16 strikeouts, and just two hits. I mean, he's the top 5% of all pitchers in just about every advanced metric that you want. Expected ERA, expected slugging. His strikeout rate pushed over 33% this season. Expected batting average, just .168. So he is at his ceiling arguably best pitchers in baseball. And at this number, I believe I got a 28 to one. I believe it's down to about that 20 mark still at 20. And you're looking at the field that he's, you know, grouped with, he's not even close to the top of the leaderboard, which he should be. And you look at how he was post all-star break, just a 179 ERA in 78 in the third inning. So I buying the, the ceiling of Javier, which is he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it in the second half of last season. And this number is just still too high. So those are my two picks. World Series Angels, Javier, Cy Young. All right. All in the, uh, well, both in the AL West. So those are Charlie's first two picks. I'm glad we got the Angels in there right away. We had to, we had to establish that. And I had to I take it feeling... before Zarella took it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good draft uh, draft capital management by you. I- I'm guessing though Zarillo is somehow going to uh, <laughs> hop in on the Angels again. I mean, again, I get the picks before. So Zarillo, you, you want to do this now with the, with the Angels? You want to just ride? Yeah, it? let's just get it out of the way now. So I talked about it on 
multiple podcasts, but, and they were 12 to one at the time, but the angels at nine to one are still a good value bet to win their division. Last year, they were around four to one in the same market. They are a better team clearly this season. I would say that Mariners, you would project the Mariners as a better team than last year. The Astros win total has gone back up by a few wins relative to last year. So the teams in front of them are better, but the Angels are better too. So I don't know necessarily if their chances of winning the division have shrunk. You look at the combined projections from Fangraphs and Bakoda, and they have the Angels around 13.5% to win their divisions. That would put them around plus 600 in points. When they were plus 1,200, it was the easiest bet of my life. Not something I put a ton <laughs> on 0.1 unit to win 1.2 units for the season. Sure, that's a very fine minimal investment to enjoy myself, potentially generate a 1,200% ROI. But at plus 900, I think it's coming a bit more into range of where it should be. I wouldn't really bet it below plus 800, plus 750, but at plus 900, the Angels to win the AL West. I think that's the best you're going to do from a team futures perspective in terms of finding value. Devondo, this is taking a lot from, I mean, I'm not sure about you. I'm just digesting that this is such a different tone than uh, this Angels team from last year. It's just, uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Well, I'll say this, you know, I was optimistic on the depth last year because I thought they had some young guys who would take a step forward. uh, And I bet them to make the playoffs last year and they didn't. Uh, and those young guys didn't quite pan out, and then they lost Rendon, and then things kind of unraveled from there. This year, the depth is proven MLB veterans, and so that's a reason, I think, to be uh, more trusting of it. I mean, you, you know, Charlie talked about adding Renfro and Drury. Gio Rochella was a, a very quietly good add as a depth infield piece uh, for when Rendon inevitably does get hurt. Rendon showed in spring training that he still has the talent, the production level's uh, are still very much there when he's on the field as well. So, you know, Taylor Ward took a huge step forward and stuck. That was the only guy of the, of the young players I mentioned last year that really did that. Um, and so instead of, you know, Mickey Moniak and Joe Adele getting everyday starts, they're in AAA, uh, which is a sign of just how much depth the Angels have now. Uh, and Ohapi, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about uh, as a former Philly prospect, uh, should be a good everyday catcher, eventually has some pop in the bat, questions about his defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could buy the Angels. I think the Angels are uh, certainly, I don't want to say they're Phillies-esque in the way that they have, you know, it's kind of like stars with no depth because yep. they do have more depth now. But, uh, you know, the top of the rotation, Detmers and Sandoval, not quite on the level of like, you know, elite going toe-to-toe with like the Astros in a long series. But, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could imagine a world where at the trade deadline, the Angels are competitive. And given the ownership situation with Moreno and given the Otani free agency situation, they would be more likely to push the chips in for a run uh, than say some of the other teams like a Mariners, although you never know with the Poto, uh, who are more content to compete long-term in the American league. I'm glad you brought up the deadline because if they're in it, you, you got to feel good about they're in, Well, they're in it through like two months. You're feeling happy that you got the numbers that Disturco and, and Sean got. But uh, yes, the, the, those narratives, I think, would play into them trying to to go for it, to try to retain him from going to the possibly the other team in Los Angeles, which is like already a rumor. Have fun with that. Also. And, and if they're if they are out of it uh, and, and not in, it, I mean, you could see Otani get moved. Yeah, it's a very real possibility. So, like, at the, but at that point, your fifty to one was dead anyway. So you're you're, you're yeah. going boomer bust here. <laughs> well, and then we're having then we're having a <laughs> we're having a bonfire on Memorial Day weekend with those tickets. We can yeah. 
light up a but lot of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing you know we talked we didn't the one thing i'm worried about with the player props episode is that like what if otani did get moved to a different league that like is a real possibility that has to be factored in um uh, but yeah, yeah there I mean, was I think, awards uh, bets stat leader bets would still be live but yeah certainly right. awards bets that would blow up the entire american league all right that that was my fault before we go back to anthony i want to mention one more thing on the angels right. <laughs> seven of the past eight years the angels have gone <laughs> under their win total by an average of seven wins per year the only year they went over was 2017 and they beat their win total by half a game so we're expecting the angels to overachieve when they have underachieved by an average of seven games per year for the past eight years this is your angels update Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Sorry, Debundo, I did skip you. I'm a horrible draft manager, um, commissioner. So go ahead, then we'll go back to Zerillo. Uh, it's on me. I mean, I was on the clock and didn't get it. Well, you weren't, gonna, uh, you weren't gonna take the Angels anyway, so it's fine. That is true. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Byron Buxton, most home runs 60 to one. Some of the guys he's priced next with or next to uh, like a Jose Ramirez, I don't think have nearly the same upside. Uh, they don't have quite the, the same barrel rate or raw power. Uh, I think Buxton, you know, this is something we've talked. It, it's kind of similar. It's like a boomer bust type projection. I talked on our player props about how I like him over 28 and a half, because even if he does miss some time and only gets 480, 500 plate appearances. I still think he can go over that. Well, that just shows you that if, if Buxton were to stay healthy and the twins are doing things like getting Michael Taylor to play center field, like putting him as the DH, like having him steal almost never uh, last season, that suggests that they are doing everything they can to prioritize his health. They even load managed him, giving him like a day off every week, even if he didn't need it. Uh, and so I think that this is a, a great uh, long shot on most home runs when the upside is absolutely there. We've seen him improve his fly ball rate. We've seen him improve his max EV. We've seen him uh, go for more power at the expense of his batting average. And I think that will continue this season. 
as Buxton has a chance to compete with those top guys uh, if he's able to stay in the lineup enough. And for more Buxton analysis, you can listen to the player props episode. There will be some crossover from that episode, a lot of similarities. And uh, yeah, so if you want more on Buxton, I think DeBundo and others dove in on the player props episode. So now we go back to Zerillo because now he's got his, this would be Zerillo's third pick. He's starting off the third round of the uh, long shot draft. Yeah, I'm going to take a couple side young long shots here in the American League. George Kirby at 61, the National League, Hunter Green at 60 to 1. Both of these pitchers in terms of the expected war I expect them to produce as a component of playing time, both rank in the top 10 in their respective leagues. Yet both on the odds board, closer to about 15th or even higher. Um, This, again, just comes down to efficiency playing time, staying healthy, a couple of young pitchers, sophomore pitchers who both are expected to improve. Green made massive strides in the second half of last year over his final seven starts. I believe Hunter Green was rocking an ERA of around one, uh, 1.02 ERA, 2.6 expected FIP for Green in his final six starts. So he absolutely found it down the stretch, was able to modify his pitch mix a little bit and stop getting blasted for home runs every time he threw a fastball. (laughs) As for George Kirby, I've seen some Greg Maddox comps on him, and I know that that is very lofty because Maddox is one of the best ever, but considering his age, George Kirby has absolutely insane command. The only guy I can really compare him to, aside from Maddox, that I can remember is Zach Greinke, who had that good of command at that young of an age. Um... You know, and considering that command, projecting Kirby for only 150 innings seems a little short. If he gets more efficient, the Mariners are willing to push him a little bit further. He gets closer to six innings per start, makes 30 starts, makes 32 starts. You're getting very much within the Cy Young conversation. So George Kirby, Hunter Green, two speculative plays around 60 to one, two sophomore pitchers who I think are both poised to take another step forward this season. Excellent. Now we go back to DeBundo, third selection. Well, I want to talk Kirby too real quick. So okay. I wrote a piece uh, that's up now on Action Network, 10 pitchers that I'm looking to bet on this season that I think are going to be undervalued and they're going to beat their projections. And this is something I wrote about Kirby. Not only do I think he will beat his innings projection, but I think he will beat his ERA projection as well. And I think he's absolutely live for the Cy Young. Kirby, uh, you know, you talked about Greg Maddox and Zach Greinke. For me, his closest comp in current Major League Baseball is Aaron Nola. Nola is one of five yeah. pitchers that had better uh, command numbers last year. Uh, it's Aaron Nola, Zach Eflin, Justin Verlander, Ross Stripling, and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, so that's in a pretty elite company to be in. Uh, and his stuff numbers took a big step forward. He he learned a new slider in the second half of last season uh, where he was throwing it and immediately was able to command it very well. Uh, and it graded out pretty well by stuff plus as well. From August 6th through the end of the season, he had a 3.1 ERA with 60 strikeouts, 11 walks, 56 innings. Uh, And so if he develops that elite breaking ball, he has a good fastball. I think he's going to beat 8.4 strikeouts per nine. I think he's going to beat 3.6 ERA and he's going to pitch more innings. So I agree with Sean on Kirby. I'm going to go with Kevin Gosman, most strikeouts, 70 to one. The bat projects him to finish top 10 in this number. I, I love Gausman. His stuff plus has gone through the roof in spring training. Uh, and he, uh, you know, that's enough for me at 70 to one. When you look at some of the pitchers he's compared with, 
generally speaking, strikeouts are pretty projectable and they're pretty sticky year over year, but Gausman is priced way too low at 70 to one, uh, should be closer to like 30. Uh, so I'm going to take Gausman 70 to one, most strikeouts. Charlie Disturco, you got the next two. Yes. So if you listen to the player props episode on yeah. the the other day, Sean Zarillo was on Mookie most runs scored at 11 to one. I'm also on that. And that's my next pick here. If you look at last season, he was second last year. Judge was first and Judge had in his a historic season. I just think this number is just, just a, it's way too low when you compare it to another market or when you compare it to the rest of the people in this field, look at who's above Mookie bets. 11 to one is just a, an atrocious number. So I love his huge upside here with his power improving. He's going to get more extra base hits, more run scored opportunities in the Dodgers lineup. So he's also had a career low and expected batting average last year, which I think will bounce back with a positive in this season. So I love him score the most runs in the Dodgers lineup. And then my other one is the Padres to win the national league at their ceiling. I think the Padres could be the best team in the NL. You look at their uh, rotation, you know, with Darvish and, and Musgrove and Snell, they have arguably one of the best one, two, three punches in baseball. Their lineup is only getting better. We've seen the Padres be willing to spend and spend a crap load of money. So, you know, you figure, you figure Tatis comes back and he's healthy. You figure, you know, Machado, Soto, living up to the hype that you saw Zerillo is on the MVP for Soto. If he's living up to that expectation, and then you have, you know, Machado hitting right behind him. You have Tatis in the middle there. That lineup is deadly. They added Bogarts. So I'm I'm going to buy them five to one, five around there, uh, depending on the market. I love them to win the National League here. That number should probably be split by the time playoffs roll around. All right. The Padres, uh, the buy-in continues. Hope folks, you know, listening, got in on the Padres sooner rather than later. But I think Charlie's telling you, you do it. Of course, do it now before the season starts Thursday, but that number's uh, shrinking, so get on it. Right. DeBundo's got one more for us, and then we'll go to Zarello to wrap it up. Yeah, well, let's talk Padres. Joe Musgrove, most wins in baseball, 60-1. to one. Uh, You can find that at NGM. I think Musgrove got discounted here because he got that toe injury and was expected to miss a bunch of time to start the season. Well, he threw a, a full start in spring training this weekend, and looks like he might be ready to go to make his first start, maybe miss one start, if anything. So the injury concerns are almost nil now for me with Musgrove. He, he, he look, he's on one of the best teams in the national league. He is traditionally a workhorse who goes deep into games. He has a very good bullpen behind him with Bob Suarez and Josh Hader. And so, you know, it's, it's hard not to love Musgrove at 61 most wins when he's projected to be within two wins of the top guys. Uh, so just a couple of breaks need to go right for him to be right there. Uh, you know, I bet Aaron Nola and Framber Valdez, those numbers are now well down from where they were. Uh, so not really any value left in those two, but at Musgrove at 60 to one, I think the books lowered him when he went out injured and then they have not reevaluated where he actually fits in that market. So I like Joe. So that's it for Debundo on the long shot list. Uh, Zarillo's got a bunch he wants to uh, sift through. He had a lot of co- lot of compensatory picks for Zarillo for his excellent uh, protection <laughs> articles. So. It's going to be giving up draft picks for multiple years with all these compensatory picks I got coming. Uh, <laughs> you know, my my favorite uh, long shot if I'm wrapping up this draft is Spencer Sear, NL Rookie of the Year. I think the AO field, as we talked about in our favorite props episode, 
is pretty firmly between Anthony Volpe and Gunnar Henderson coming into the year. The NL field, aside from Corbin Carroll, there is a pretty big drop-off. But Steer is guaranteed full at-bats, everyday job at third base for the Reds. He projects pretty well, and the upside projections on him have him close to 2.7 wins above replacement. I'm using a projection of around 1.1. I really like seeing that upside baked in from different projection systems because that 2.6 number gets him right in the conversation at 30 to 1 considering the guaranteed playing time he's going into the season with is a great number. And then same in the American league. We talked about Logan O'Hop for the angels guaranteed playing time, but only have him projected around 300 plate appearances. If he exceeds that 25 to one is a tremendous number. So those are the two guys in the rookie of the year markets who have basically set playing time, but with upside for more going into the season at big numbers both of whom I think you can bet relative to the favorites. Couple of other awards bets too, who I think are at inflated prices in the MVP market. Wander Franco, 40 to one. He was 22 to one last year and people were all over him. Same with Luis Robert, I guess. He was in a similar price range, 25 to one last year. People were all over him. These guys who you have a very high opinion of when they have kind of a down season because of injuries, miss some time, but the skill set isn't showing any erosion. I don't know why you wouldn't be investing in Wander Franco at 40 to one. If you liked him at 25 to one or 20 to one last season, there's really no difference in terms of how you project him out. And still eventually, I think we're all expecting a breakout from Franco, who is a very high floor. The other pick I really like the odds is Seager in the American league at 50 to one projects as a top five batter, both in terms of average and overall production. So his price is just way off relative to the other players. He projects near. Let's get into some stat markets just to wrap it up. Hits leader, Nico Horner, 60 to one leading off for the Cubs has upside in his playing projection. Again, hits as a production of playing time ranks very highly saves leader, Pete Fairbanks at 66 to one. I project him for over 20 saves basically just comes down to injury in terms of his stats. When he came back last year, he was maybe the best pitcher in baseball. I'm not saying best reliever in baseball. I'm saying best pitcher in baseball he had an expected ERA of around one. Fairbanks was virtually unhittable last season. Shows some stack as data in spring that's concerning me a little. I've also heard from others that he's just messing with a new pitch and trying different grips. So I'm a little skeptical. Somebody trying some new things. But either way, Fairbanks, the skills is as good as any pitcher in the game. So 66 to one, an absurd number. Hunter Green, Christian Javier, strikeout leaders, 40, 35 to one. Again, projections based. RBI runs leaders, uh, Schwarber 40 to one RBI leader hitting second instead of first in that Phillies lineup. Now Manny Machado, I mentioned kind of correlates to Juan Soto MVP runs leader, Michael Harris, 60 to one. Well, if Ronald Acuna gets hurt, Harris goes to the top spot in that Braves lineup. So 60 to one predicated on an uh, Acuna injury, but I think good value for Michael Harris. And then we'll wrap things up talking about home runs leader bets. Cause that's my favorite market to bet. Usually a market where I'm looking to speculate on guys taking a big jump forward. Vlad Guerrero Jr. a couple of years ago won it at 50 to one. The projections didn't necessarily justify betting him in that number, but I could say the same thing for guys like Juan Soto, Matt Olson, guys who are at 50 to one, 60 to one, who have big power performances in the past, have indicators suggesting that they may take a step forward at some point if they slightly alter their batted ball profile. And then the last guy I want to mention, Giancarlo Stanton, 
because I do do my process largely off of finding guys who based on average playing time, if that playing time goes up, they're going to be in the mix. John Carlos Stanton in terms of power metrics, home runs, RBIs, I know his other skills are eroding, but that power is still there. So if Stanton plays more than 125 games, there is very much upside in his home run leader number, his RBI leader number, especially considering Judge is going to be in front of him and he's going to get to keep driving him in. I know we talked about Fairbanks. Uh, it is a splitter that he's like working on. Uh, and so I don't know that that was actually a loss in velocity. We, we, we text about this off air. Uh, it looks like a new pitch, which even is even more exciting uh, for Pete. Yeah. The concern, uh, the biggest concern, as I said, injuries never pitch more than 45 innings in a season, but you have to bet on skills. I'm a guy who is going to bet on skills in fantasy drafts, in player awards markets, and in terms of skills, Pete Fairbanks is up there with anybody. So 66 to one is a crazy number. When I just surveyed the odds board, had not looked at projections yet. It was one of the first bets that I saw and went, that seems off. And the projections sort of agree with the assessment. So Fairbanks 66 to one, maybe I should have brought him up sooner in the long shots podcast, but it's, it's up there with any bet for me based on pricing this season. Diamond in the rough steal in the comp round by Zerillo at the end. (laughs) The UDFA. I'm going to have to bet that. All right, gents, uh, a lot there again, a lot of actionable uh, picks, so good stuff. That will put a wrap on our payoff pitch long shots episode. If you missed it, our player props episode is out as well. Payoff pitch presented by BetMGM, wherever you get your podcast. Reminder, Wednesday, the opening day betting preview coming with Zerillo and DeBundo. They will fully break down the opening day slate. We'll have it out Wednesday because there's a lot of games that start early in the day on Thursday. So better off to have it the day before as opposed to day of. And then we're off and running Friday, regularly scheduled standard payoff pitch Friday this week. And then Monday, Tuesday, Friday, every week, three times a week, as we set up the top of the show. So we look forward to uh, getting the season started Friday. Looking forward to it. Thanks to Zerillo, to Bundo, and Charlie Disturco, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Payoff pitch. Find Zerillo, DeBundo, and Charlie in the Action app on an individual basis. They'll have all their picks logged there. So you can find them uh, not only for the purposes of this week, but also once the season begins. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to baseball coming very soon. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.